It won't let us in, said Arwen. Why? I don't know, said Strider. Hey, Carly shouted. Now is not the time. John was at the door, but he stopped just before opening it, pausing as his memories were rewritten. Then there was another knock. Coming, he said jovially. There was a shattering of glass. Arwen and Strider turned to see Carly standing at the window. Come on, she said, and she jumped out the window. You're crazy, said Strider, but Arwen ran to the window. After a brief pause, she jumped out too. You're both crazy, he said as he went to them. Stop them, came a shout from one of the Reges who had just come in the door. Strider didn't even have time to look where he was going. He just jumped and landed in the back seat of a car. Get us out of here, Arwen said. The car zoomed off as Strider tried to sit up, throwing him down again. He finally managed to right himself and saw that Carly was driving. Well, flying, that is. Was this parked outside the whole time, he said? That would have been nice to know. Just be glad she knows how to fly this thing, Arwen said, gesturing to her copy. I don't know how I know, said Carly, but apparently I do. Residual memories, I imagine, Strider said, left over from when the memories were put in your head. Makes sense, Carly said. Does it? Arwen asked. Not really, but why not go with it, Carly admitted. She flew them out of the city. The sun was setting when she set the car down in a field just beside a forest. We're not camping, are we? Strider asked. Do you have a better plan? said Arwen. Strider looked at his suit and sighed. Alas, I do not. They drove the car under the cover of the wood and made a makeshift camp around it. Arwen and Carly gathered some firewood. Strider spent most of the time fiddling with the mirror. It's not going to work, Arwen finally said. Oh, you know that, do you? said Strider. As a matter of fact, I do, though I won't tell you if you keep that up. Strider opened his mouth for a retort, then stopped himself. I'm sorry, he said. You're right. I'm just... frustrated. Aren't we all, said Carly. Why won't my mirror work, detective, Strider said. I can't be 100% sure, said Arwen, stirring the fire with a stick. But when that woman first came to me, she was trying to find out where I was from. Kept asking me questions, but she also let a lot slip. Like, for example, they have a way of keeping people from other worlds out. What way? Strider asked. I don't know, said Arwen, but she was pretty surprised that we had managed to get in. She saw us vanish in the control room. I'm sure from there it was just a matter of figuring out how we vanished and then jamming the signal. The hall is not a radio tower, Strider said. You can't just jam the signal. What is it then? Carly asked. It's like a house, Strider began. What she means, said Arwen, is how does it work, right? Carly nodded. If there's no signal to jam, how does it send people between worlds? It just does, said Strider. Both Arwen and Carly looked at him. You don't know, said Arwen. Neither do you, said Strider. Right, but I'm not a watcher. A what, said Carly? He's the watcher of the hall. How can you be a watcher and not know how what you're watching works? I told you, said Strider. The hall chose me. I woke up there one day. It didn't come with an instruction manual. I had to figure it out on my own. So I'm sorry that I haven't figured it all out, but I'm doing my best. He went back to fiddling with the mirror. Arwen looked at him, the shadows from the fire playing across his face, and wondered again how long he had been in the hall, how many years alone. She had assumed much. To be fair, he had projected much, that he knew more than most, if not all, that he had experienced much, and perhaps he had. But even the aged and wise have much to learn, and how hard for them to learn it. 
Well, Carly said, breaking the silence. If we can't use the magic mirror, we'll have to find another way. We need to stop these people. We've still got the laptop, Arwen said. We do, said Strider, but we still don't have a way to override the programming. Even if I could reach everyone on the network, though I imagine I can only do one at a time. All right, said Arwen. So we need a way to get the hall working again, or a way to reach all of Eden. Or both, said Carly. And I think I know where we can find that. The portal? Arwen asked. Exactly, said Carly. Ah, yes, the portal, Strider said. What portal? The portal she uses to take people from other worlds, Arwen said. She wants to keep people out, but still needs to kidnap people from other worlds, said Carly. So she must have a portal or something that the signal jammer doesn't affect. So all we have to do is find where she keeps the keys to her kingdom, said Strider. How hard could that be? Hall of Mirrors, Episode 5, West of Eden. The next morning they broke camp and got back into the flying car. Strider had been up all night messing with something on the laptop. I think I've got something, he said. Don't you ever sleep? Arwen asked. Of course. I have a very comfortable bed back in the hall, he said. The forest floor? Not for me. What have you got? Carly asked. Well, I figured if this laptop is connected to the network, I've got to be able to see more than just the people they like to spy on, right? Sure, Carly and Arwen said at the same time. Well, they have eyes everywhere. Obviously to watch the people they're lording themselves over, but also to watch their stuff. He showed them the screen of the laptop. It was displaying footage from the cameras watching the hallways of frozen people. Strider tapped a button on the keyboard, and a different hallway showed up. He tapped it again and showed the control room they had found the other day. What are you getting at? said Arwen. Well, it took some digging, said Strider, but I did eventually find something rather interesting. A few taps later, and they were looking at a room filled with regs and lab coats. The woman was there as well, watching as one reg fiddled with a console. In the center of the room were two poles topped with spheres. There was a flash, and the air between the poles changed. A tear in the world had appeared, and they were suddenly looking through into another. That's it, said Carly. You found the portal. I sure did, said Strider, beaming with pride. Now if we just pull back a bit. He tapped on the keyboard a few more times. The camera angles changed. There was a close-up of the monitor, a wide shot of the whole room, then a hallway which Arwen assumed was the outside of the room. They have eyes everywhere, Strider said. Should be easy to see the outside of whatever building this is. The next tap took them to a blank screen. What the? Strider tapped back. Another blank screen. Oh no, 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 he said. He kept scrolling back, and all the screens were blank. A notification popped up on the laptop. Network connection lost. Come on, Strider said. I suppose it was only a matter of time. They found out you were spying on them, Arwen said. He nodded. Honestly, I'm surprised it took them this long. I underestimated their stupidity. I would have shut off the unit as soon as I found out which one was missing. Unless you were using it to track whoever stole it, Carly said. Well, yes, unless that, Strider said. Why do you say that? Carly didn't respond. She just pointed. Arwen and Strider both turned. A fleet of cars lined the perfectly blue sky heading towards them. Oh, no, said Strider. Time to go, said Arwen. Already on it, said Carly. She jumped into the driver's seat and started the car. They were all thrown back by the speed at which she ascended. Arwen couldn't really complain, though. Their pursuers were right on top of them. Carly sped forward, then immediately went into a dive. What are you doing? Arwen shouted. 
Carly didn't answer, but her eyes narrowed and her hands tightened around the steering wheel. She brought them into the trees. Branches slapped the side of the car, and Arwen ducked down as leafy fingers clawed at her face. Look out, she heard Strider shout. On your left, duck down. Do you want to drive? Carly shouted back. Arwen chanced to glance at their surroundings. Trunks and branches zipped by as Carly bobbed and weaved between the trees. Arwen looked back just in time to see one of their pursuers smash into a tree. There was no fiery explosion like one might see in a Hollywood movie. It was just like an ordinary car crash. The windshield shattered. The front caved in. The sound of crunching metal harmonized with the splintering of wood. And then there was the fall. The useless car tumbled to the forest floor, bouncing off branches as it went. Arwen turned back around to see where they were going. She understood why Strider had been shouting directions. The endless series of near misses was jarring. She kept her mouth shut, though. She knew if she was driving, she'd want silence, so she could concentrate. She wondered if she'd be able to maneuver as well as her copy. She hoped Carly had fewer doubts. There were four other cars still chasing them, but they were hard to see. Two were directly behind, while the other two had pulled forward to run parallel with their car. They kept disappearing in the foliage, and it was impossible to tell where and when they would reappear. Suddenly, there was a car in front of them. Arwen had the briefest of moments to glance at the man in the driver's seat and what he was holding. Get down, she shouted. She ducked her own head and yanked on Carly's shoulder. A shot rang out and glass shattered. Carly yelled and the car turned sharply to one side, the back corner smacking into a tree. They were spinning now, in all dimensions. It was a wonder none of them fell out. As the world danced around them at a dizzying pace, Arwen caught the occasional glimpse of the ground, growing ever closer. Carly was fighting with the wheel. Arwen tried to help. No matter how much it turned, their spinning wouldn't stop. Then they landed with a crash. Strider woke up strapped to a chair. He hated being strapped to chairs. He struggled against his bonds. You won't get out, said a voice. Strider looked up. It was Reg. He was in his white suit and riverboat hat. He smiled cheekily at Strider. You have a stupid hat, Reg, Strider said. He looked around the room. Where's my friend? Which one, Reg asked. Or I suppose it doesn't matter if they're the same. They're not the same and you know that, Strider said. Then again, with all the yous running around, you probably fancy that you are all the same person, don't you? Where is she? With Lilith, Reg said. They'll be joining us shortly. Lilith, Strider said. The woman, Reg began, but Strider interrupted him. I know who she is, he said. Just a fitting name is all. Powerful things, names. Though not for everyone. Reg is more befitting a king than a slave, don't you think? Before Reg could answer, a door opened. Strider couldn't see it from where he was sitting. All he could see was Reg in a massive window behind him. Keeping our guests entertained, Reg, came the woman's voice. She stepped into view. She was wearing a green skirt with the same pointed glasses she always had on. Arwen was beside her. Or looked like Arwen. Was it Carly? Are you, Strider began. I'm okay, Arwen said. Yes, it was definitely her. Yes, she's quite all right, said Lilith. In fact, she's agreed to help me. Isn't that right? Detective, Strider said. I'm sorry, Arwen said. She flashed him a quick look before hiding her eyes. It's it's not that hard, Lilith said. She smiled. She was enjoying Arwen's discomfort far too much. I simply gave her an option. Help me or I would kill her. I could copy her memories just before I do it, and I could kill her again and again and again. Strider studied Arwen's hidden face best he could. He understood. 
Detective, he said. What did you agree to? Lilith held up the mirror, dangling it by its chain. Of course she took it this time, now that she knew what it was. I want you to show me how this works, she said. And in exchange, I will let your friend live. Well, I'd love to do that, but I'm afraid you broke it, Strider said. Yes, said Lilith, looking at the mirror. I'm happy that worked. I really wasn't sure it would, you know. We had to guess at the best way to block it. It operates on a different frequency than other portals. We've turned that off now, though, for the time being. I just need to know how it works. Only I can open it, Strider said. A biolock? No. It just chose me, is all. Not a big deal or anything. Chose you, Lilith said. She held up the mirror in front of her face and studied the detail on the silver casing. Fascinating. Very well. She motioned the reg. He walked over and undid the ropes tying Strider's wrists to the chair. Show me, she said. Really? Just like that, said Strider, getting up. Here I was starting to think you were brighter than that. Oh, don't think me a fool, said Lilith. You're taking me with you so I can keep a close eye on you. And the girl stays here. Strider looked to Arwen. She nodded. Fine, he said. May I have my mirror now? Lilith held it out for him. He reached for it. Detective, does this look right to you? He opened it and held it up to Arwen. She looked at the mirror and suddenly she was gone. What did you do? Lilith said. Let me show you, said Strider. He grabbed her and looked at the mirror himself, pulling them both into the hall. Lilith pulled herself free from Strider and immediately fell to the ground, clutching her head. Those are all the memories coming back, Strider said. The yous you betrayed and killed? Don't worry, the real you should come out soon. How are you, detective? He turned to where he expected Arwen to be, but she was also on the ground, writhing in agony. Detective, he said? That process certainly is less than pleasant, came Lilith's voice. Strider turned to her. She was back on her feet and smiling. What? she said when she saw Strider's confused expression. Did you expect me to be a new person? Show some remorse? I am the latest version of me, but I have never been wiped. I only have my past memories uploaded. Each of us choose this. All of us are in agreement that this is best. I've never killed myself to replace my rule. She, on the other hand, she nodded towards Arwen, who was still writhing. She's going to have a harder time. I just woke her up this morning. This will all be new. What have you done? Why, I saved her life, said Lilith. Although if what you say is true, if her memories are returning to her real ones, the ones associated with that body, well, I think you've just killed her. Strider went to Arwen, who had stopped convulsing but was now curled up in the fetal position, holding her head. That was a nasty fall you all had there, Lilith went on. After the car crash, I had to upload her mind into a new body. I would have done you too, but you were surprisingly okay after the crash. Not to mention, I'm running low on copies of you. Detective, Strider said, trying to ignore Lilith. He touched Arwen's shoulder. Detective, are you okay? Arwen opened her eyes. She looked at him, her face thoughtful and confused. Then she pushed herself back. Who are you? she said. She looked around the hall. What is this place? Where am I? She's gone now, I'm afraid, said Lilith. This one's from Earth 413, I believe. What are you talking about? The Arwen on the ground demanded. Where am I? How did I get here? 
Poor dear, said Lilith. We'd best get her back to my world. I can at least put her on ice, until the other one dies. The other one, said Strider. This one, that one, that's all they are to you, aren't they? Just other ones. He got up and whirled around. These are people, he shouted. Human beings, and you're replacing them like, like, like what, said Lilith. Like everything else? That's the great irony of the universe, isn't it? It is both endless and finite. Everything we ever know comes to an end. We replace our cars, our phones, our homes even. When that's not enough, we replace other things. Our jobs, our friends, then our lovers. When we grow old, we start to replace pieces of our bodies. A metal plate here, a fake tooth there. This is nothing new. This is the way of things. I've simply taken the next step. You've robbed these people of their lives. No, I've merely traded them for better ones. What have you done with my detective? Strider said through gritted teeth. I told you. She's gone. Her body couldn't survive, so her mind lived on in that one, but now it's been erased. A fascinating side effect of this place, really. Strider. Strider turned to the woman who was supposed to be Arwen. Detective, he said. She shook her head. No, she said. I, I'm not her, but I remember. Bits and pieces. Memories of someone else's memories. This keeps getting more interesting, said Lilith. You shut up, said Strider. Can you help me out here? He said to the air. His cane appeared and he snatched it out of the air. I would have preferred something sharper, he said. He stabbed the ground and the orbs froze in place. Amazing, said Lilith, looking around at the mirrors. Yes, it is, said Strider. He reached up and grabbed an orb without grabbing it. That is to say, it floated just inches from his fingertips. Time for you to go. He threw it at Lilith. She caught it and vanished as soon as she touched it. What did you do? said the Arwen who wasn't Arwen. I sent her away. Not sure where. She'll be fine. Let's go. Go where? To end this. The Hall knew exactly what he wanted. Eden flew to his fingertips, and it wasn't hard to imagine the room he had seen on the monitors. He touched the orb and found himself in the hallway just outside the portal. He was still holding the cane. The reg standing guard at the door hardly had time to turn to look at him as the cane swung his face, striking him hard across the jaw. Strider pushed the double doors open and strolled into the room. All of the regs in lab coats looked up, shocked. Stop him, one of them yelled. They came running at him. He had his cane in one hand and the mirror in the other. The first reg to reach him got a jab in the eye. The next one a whack to the head. The third one wrapped him in a bear hug. Strider took him into the hall with him. He left him writhing on the floor as his real memories came back to him. Then he was back in the control room. The version of Arwen he had brought with him was fighting one of the three remaining regs. The other two were looking around, confused. Strider let them know he had returned with a whack of his cane. He popped back into the hall and grabbed the confused reg before returning to the room with the portal. By that time, the new Arwen had dispatched the final reg. The reg who had had his memories restored was on his knees, gasping for breath. Strider grabbed him by the collar and hoisted him up. Do you know where we are? Strider asked, not remotely kindly. Reg nodded frantically. I think so. I'm not sure which memories are mine or mine, the other me. Yes, it's all very confusing, Strider snapped. I don't care which memories are yours. Do you know how to run this? He gestured to a nearby console. Reg nodded. Tell me. This is how we find our copies, Reg said. It's connected to the pods. It scans the people and then pings a world where they have an alternate version. Can you turn off the pods from here? I think so. And what about their memories? They've been wiped. Just like yours? 
Strider looked at him, his eyes filled with fire. Well, we didn't know. They, they've been overwritten with a blank slate. So rewrite them, Strider said. Reg went to the console and started typing frantically. Arwen came up to Strider. What's your name? Strider asked. Mary, she said. Thank you for your help, Mary. Do you want to go home? Not yet, she said. I want to help you. Strider looked at her. You really are like her. Mary shrugged. Isn't that how this works? We're the same, but different. But different, Strider repeated. Just then there was a gunshot. Strider and Mary both ducked down and covered their heads, but it was Reg who was hit. He cried out and fell to the ground, clutching his shoulder. They turned around. Lilith was standing there. Sorry about that, Reg, but I can't have you helping them. What? she said. Did you really think I wouldn't have a way back here? She held up a little black box. A homing beacon. I always want to be able to find my way back. They pulled me through just before you arrived. Now, she wagged the gun. Step away from that console. I have no problem shooting the girl, but I'd really like to not have to waste another one of you. Strider reached for his pocket. Lilith shot the ground in front of him. Really? Did you think... She didn't get to finish her sentence. At that moment, something hard and metal came down on the back of her head. Her eyes rolled back and she crumpled into a heap. A woman stood behind her, holding a pipe. Arwen, Strider said. Carly, said the woman. Strider's heart sank. Carly looked from him to Mary. Hi, she said. Hi, said Mary. What happened? Carly asked, indicating the room. I was upset, Strider said. How'd you get here? They brought me. They were asking about you and how I got my memories back. Then there was an alarm. They were distracted, and I fought my way out. That was you, I take it? I may have kidnapped their leader, Strider said. Cut off the head of the snake and all that. Carly nodded. Nice. There was a groan from over by the console. They turned to see the reg that had been shot trying to push himself up. Mary went to him and examined the wound. Here, she said, tearing a piece of his shirt so she could bandage it up. This will stop the bleeding. You're going to need help soon, though. What are you, a doctor? Strider said. Mary just looked at him. Oh, you are a doctor, aren't you? I was back in my world, she said. We ought to get him help. You'll have plenty once he finishes what he was doing. You can still type, can't you? Asked Strider, though the way he said it didn't give Reg much wiggle room for answering. He nodded weakly. Good, said Strider. Set these people free. I suggest, while you're altering memories, to slip something in there that explains this situation. That way you don't have to answer a million and a half questions. Okay, said Reg. Mary helped him up and he started typing. Strider watched stoically over his shoulder. Reg typed one final input into the keyboard. The portal in the center of the room sprang to life, and the monitor started rapidly flashing between images of people as their memories were being restored. That should do it, said Reg. The portal is set to read their MFP and send them back automatically. All they have to do is step through it. MFP? asked Mary. Multiversal fingerprint, said Reg. It's how we find people. Everyone is unique, but their fingerprints kind of echo throughout worlds, making it easier to find copies. At any rate, they should be able to get home now. Strider nodded, but said nothing. Maybe I should, Mary began. Yes, said Strider. Take a look at him. Thank you. Mary helped Reg away from the console. There's a first aid kit around here, right? She said as they left. Carly came up to him. 
Now what? She said. Now you all go home, said Strider. than a few of them may believe, unfortunately. What do you mean? Not everyone knows about the multiverse. Everyone in this world does, but once they grow up, we'll have a hard time convincing others. Even if we've been gone all this time? Strider shrugged. I've been in a lot of worlds. Most of the time it's kind of made just get swept under the rug. Or forgot. Without hard evidence, it can be hard to convince people. What a shame, said Harvey. Is it? asked Strider, turning to her. You've been through a lot. You all have been through a lot. Maybe it will be better to pretend it never happened. Go back to your loved ones. Live a normal life. In a few years' time, this will all be a bad memory. Maybe even just a dream. I don't think I'll forget this. Strider smiled. No, I don't think you will. Others, however, they will do what they can. The mind has many ways to cope. It makes up stories, changes around the details. Hell, that's part of why they were able to alter people's memories so easily. Nothing seems quite as solid in the past. Carly had nothing to say to that, but certainly plenty to think about. Strider, likewise, had nothing more to say. Instead, he went to a nearby console. There was something he wanted to check. He pulled up the file on his copy. A video screen showed him walking down the street with crowds of confused people. Everyone was heading towards this building. Their memories were restored and their mental instructions had been given, but they were still in shock and doing their best to help one another. Strider scanned his copy's file. He found a link that read, Run MFP. He clicked on it. A small window popped up, displaying an arrow moving in a circle. After a moment, the arrow was replaced with the words, No match found. Strider ran the search again. The same results. I'm running low on copies of you. That's what Lilith had said. It didn't make sense. There had to be more of him. Not just the two. Maybe Eden's program had limited range? Strider turned his attention elsewhere. He didn't want to think about that now. He looked up Arwen's file. There was plenty of her in this world. A camera showed Carly and Mary in the portal room. And other screens showed different variations of her on the street. He was about to click away when something caught his eye. There was another Arwen. She wasn't moving, not walking with the crowd. She was on a table, sitting there, still and not moving. It can't be, Strider thought. He looked up the location of the camera. Where are you going? Carly asked as he got up and made for the door. Strider didn't answer. He just ran, past the double doors from the portal room and into the hallway. At the end, there was a stairwell. Halfway up, he ran into a crowd of people, the masses heading for the portal. Move, said Strider, out of the way. People still in the stupor of recovering their memories stepped aside, confused but also too shocked to do much else. Strider swam upstream to the top of the stairs and out onto the street. It was filled with even more people. All of Eden was heading the same direction. He was heading the opposite way. The flow of traffic actually helped him find what he wanted to find. The stream of people eventually led back to the building where the frozen copies had been kept. Strider found the stairs and sprinted down them to the icy labyrinth below. Arwen, he shouted when he had reached the frozen halls. Arwen, where are you? The halls were mostly empty at this point. He ran down them, searching every room he passed. He almost ran past the right one, popping his head in for just a moment, and then doing a double take. There she was. She was sitting on the edge of the table. Her face was scratched and her arm was bandaged, but she was alive. Arwen, he said, going to her. Arwen, it's me. 
She was staring ahead, blankly. She turned to him when he called her name, but she saw right through him. He looked behind her. At the head of the table was one of the machines he had saved her from earlier. She had been wiped. And they never had you on ice, he mumbled. So you're not a part of their system. The latest update couldn't reach you. He reached into his pocket and pulled out his mirror. No matter, he said, more to himself than to her. We can fix this. I'm sorry, this might hurt. He took them both into the hall. Arwen fell back and a couch appeared to catch her. She did not start to convulse like the others had. She just kept staring blankly. Come on, Strider said, come on. Then it happened. Arwen's eyes rolled back into her head and she slumped over. She started to shake. She kept shaking. Strider was getting worried. Was it different this time? If she wasn't part of their system, did they have to wipe her mind in a different way? Would this work? Arwen suddenly sat up with a gasp. It startled Strider, causing him to leap back a step. Then he went to her. She looked up at him. She was shocked and breathing heavily, but she forced a smile. Arwen, he said. Yes, she replied. It's me. Thanks everyone for tuning in to this week's episode. Stay tuned for a sneak peek at next week's adventure. Hall of Mirrors is written and produced by Sam Schultz, with the main theme composed and performed by him as well. Each week brings you a new adventure of Arwen and Strider as they journey through the multiverse, protecting it from various threats from within and beyond. New episodes air every Friday at 1 on anchor.fm slash hallofmirrors. We're also now available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere you like to stream. Links to those can also be found on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. For a text version of each episode, check out Tumblr, and please like and follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There's a link to everything in the description. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. Next time on Hall of Mirrors, Dark Side of the Sun. Strider and Arwen arrive in a new world, though not by choice. It soon becomes clear that the laws of physics do not behave the same there. But while darkness behaving like light may be fascinating to the watcher of the hall, there are also secrets lurking in the shadows, and dangers as well.